Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am Kyle Fincham. Uh, thank you for being here or being wherever you're at, but listening. Um, I'm excited to share this conversation that I had very recently with my really wonderful friend, Wendy Kinal. Um, so that's on the docket today. Uh, before I get to it though, um, I'm just going to make uh, one quick announcement after uh, a real quick thank you to everybody, everybody who came out for the two days of Infinite Play in Brooklyn, New York. Um, it was really a special couple of days. Lots of familiar faces, lots of new faces. Um, we had such a wonderful time. So if you were there, thank you so much. Um, it, it meant a lot to get to, to share that with that group um, in my home of, uh, of 15 years. So yeah, love you all. Thank you for being there. Um, we got one more Infinite Play event this month uh, in Miami, and that is in just a couple of days. Uh, on July 31st, that's a Saturday, that's this Saturday. Um, so if you're in the Miami area or if you're in Florida and you want to find your way down to Miami, um, that's where I'll be for uh, one more Infinite Play here in July. Um, yeah, if you want to sign up for that, you can go to my website. It's kylefincham.com and uh, all the info's there. And uh, yeah, I would love to see you at the event. That's all I've got. Super quick, easy intro. Um, yeah, let's get to it. Uh, I invited my really great friend, Wendy Kinal, on the podcast um, we connected while in Colorado, uh, or while I was in Colorado during the, uh, the, the pandemic. And, you know, we ended up spending a ton of time together, chatting, training, playing. Uh, and, and she turned into to really one of my best friends. And um, I got to spend... Uh, about five days with her and her partner John at their place while I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago during the uh, movement research camp that Block 1750 put on. Um, while I was there, we got to wake up every morning and have coffee together and chat and go and do the workshops together. And, and we even did some jujitsu. Um, but I'm just such a big fan of Wendy's. Uh, I, I just feel like she brings so much to to everything that she she puts her hands on. She is always someone that I don't know adds to the movement pot. You know, when people leave an event, I think she's somebody that uh, people are always talking about because you know she I think she has a way of connecting with everybody. Uh, in really special and memorable ways. Um, and she did that with me. Um, her background is is incredible and dense and she has a lot to share and, uh, and a lot of things she's curious about. So I, uh, yeah, I really wanted to uh, invite her on to, um, to share some of her ideas and the things that she, she's wondering about. 
Um, so if you don't know Wendy, uh, let me give you a little bit of her background. Um, she is a clown, a musician, a mover, a dancer, and she currently holds a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, she's explored things like capoeira, boxing and kickboxing, contact improv, parkour, rock climbing, aerial arts, and uh, the list goes on. Uh, as a flying trapeze instructor and catcher in a recreational setting for a number of years, she learned to move through her fear of free fall uh, which she still has. Um, Wendy also created a Master of Arts degree while she was at Lesley University. Uh, the official title of the degree was an MA in Play, Clowning, Ritual, and Transformation. Her performance thesis was a collaboration with other artists that looked at the rituals across the lifespan through the eyes of a clown. You can stay tuned for her burgeoning work combining play, movement, vocal work, and empowerment-based practical self-defense. She's also moved through the world with Crohn's disease for over 30 years and hopes to add more to discussions of mental health, disability, and chronic illness, especially in movement circles. I am one of... Wendy's biggest fans. I'm sure there are people who would uh, who would try to to argue with me that they are a bigger fan. I don't need to debate that. Um, I am an enormous fan of Wendy's, um, so it is an honor to get to share this conversation with you. So I will not waste any more time. Let's get to it. This is my conversation with my very very dear friend Wendy Kinal. You've basically like lived everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like people like mention like obscure parts of the country. You're like, oh yeah, well that's where I spent, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Five months out of like my five-year-old years. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you were talking about your, wa the watercourse way that you wrote. Um, mm -hmm. And my father was in the Coast Guard. So mm -hmm. I, we always lived on water. Like I always lived on a peninsula. I was born on a peninsula. Mm -hmm. we moved to Michigan Peninsula, Florida Peninsula. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I lived in Manhattan for a while. That was an island, right? And then and then anything anywhere else was coastal. So this mm -hmm. is the first time I've been landlocked. But uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Finally. a weird feeling because I, I grew up, like I was born in Southern California. And then we, I grew up in Tahoe, which is like a real body of water. And then lived in New York. And then that time in Colorado, like, it is a very kind of unique feeling to be landlocked, right? And like not feel like there's like a real body of water near you. Right. But then, you know, because you've been here, that we live on the creek here. So there's mm -hmm. this movement of water past all the time. So it's, I don't know, it's just a, the, the, uh, the weird thing is that like, they'll be like, there's a monsoon in California. There's a hurricane about to hit the east. And then like, it's just a sunny day here. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to not be not be so close to the coast. Yeah. How's it going with teaching uh, the, the uh, self-defense stuff? That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm largely in like research and training mode mm -hmm. on that. Um, but getting together tomorrow with a staff member um, from the place I'm working with to 
do some research on some fun like roughhousing ideas and so i'm excited about that who's kind of like the the primary like uh or i don't know like the target audience for that stuff that you're teaching um i'm like everybody mm-hmm. uh or at least who's like kind of showing up right now <laughs> right um well i mean it's it's been there's been some like online training and stuff, but um, like a, a lot of women, more women that will come to self-defense classes. Um, but uh, but I, yeah, it's really like, we try to design stuff that can be good for different communities. And also like when it's, you know, um, when we we have also been teaching teachers from certain communities stuff so that they, they can teach it to their communities, like mm. sharing our ideas and we know, but like also respecting the fact that maybe we're not the best teacher for a particular situation. Um, so yeah, we've also been doing that too. And it's just, and it, we're just getting back to like in-person thinking about in-person things, so. Yeah. Are you guys like, like really kind of tiptoeing around like the worlds of jujitsu, like really actually putting hands on each other in like real ways? Oh yeah. The, the cool thing about that organization, which is called impact personal safety of Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a bunch of, there's a number of impacts around, around the country and in the world too. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It's uh, they, they have us, one of the instructors in, in some of the workshops has a padded suit. So you can go full force, like you can go more than even in jujitsu and just, you know, you tap out, like there's a, but, and you have to st- stay within like the stuff that's been taught so that, you know, there's safety all, you know, to some degree, but you can really like hit as hard as you, as you can. And, you wow. know, yeah. I was talking, Alexa and I were talking about like, maybe she brought it up something like self-defense related. I've never taken a self-defense class, mm-hmm. but you know, oftentimes in jujitsu, like, when you're doing like fundamentals, they'll be like, oh, we're going to work on like self-defense today. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's like the extent of it. But she was pointing out that like in in her perception, like a lot of self-defense classes, like it kind of like provides like the knowledge, but not the intelligence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Here's like the knowledge of like how something would be done. But like, unless you actually put your hands and actually feel what it feels like when like, you are, tr- you are moving a body or a body is moving you. Right. Like that stuff doesn't mean anything almost. Like the knowledge doesn't mean anything unless you actually feel bodies. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I was, <laughs> I was actually thinking about, uh, cause I just got back to jujitsu after like 15 months, um, mm-hmm. uh, after our role in the park, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was epic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our rumble. Our rumble in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was actually just thinking about how when the pandemic first hit, they did online classes for a little bit and I had made us like a stuffed like buddy with with, like two pillows and then I wrapped my gear around it and you know it was interesting it was like enough to practice the sequence a little and kind of I think some of it I remember and kind of stuck with me but it was interesting to have a first of all like a partner that's not resisting, but also like has no body touch in their body. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a very like limp light body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's the, I mean, that's the thing. It's almost like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, even if you took the technique away and just had people kind of like feel and move bodies and like kind of, as you know, use that term, like rough house with like yeah. bodies like that with like contact improv, like might actually in terms of like real practical self-defense might be more valuable than just like sitting people down with like workbooks and say, here are the ways or like, you know, mm-hmm. like you feeling a body changes everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I really need that. I was talking with somebody today. I think somebody I was working with, we were, we were just talking about, um, yeah, well, the difference between contact and jujitsu, but there's so much crossover, but like the objects, objectives are different, you know, mm-hmm. and I did both last week. And so in one, I wanted to actually get my hips over their hips so that I could like, maybe like take a little flying trip or they could take one on me, you know, and I'm not, we're not attacking each other and there's, you know, mm-hmm. and we're cooperating. Creatively. And then in jujitsu, it's like, I want to get my hips blues or I want to, you know, I'm trying to make you tap or Mm-hmm. or at least hold you down or, um, or escape in my case, a lot of times it's just defense and escaping. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I remember when I talked to Tom about it, he, he said that, you know, cause I, I, cause I was like, Oh, you know, people might be listening and be like, Oh, like you, they might wonder why somebody who does dance also does jujitsu. And he just said, well, it's just a different form of communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like working with a person and working with the environment and it's like, we can communicate in a collaborative way. And we can also communicate in call it whatever you want, like a combative way. Right. right. Or, yeah. you know, an, an effort to, 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 to control the person. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's just like, I love feeling all those crossovers or yeah, even you say communication, even the voices, like, you know, contact, like, okay, let's like, enter the space and like there's there's like this setup and then into okay all right one two three all right you know slap hands let's go mm-hmm. um, you know there's so like but, god smacks playing in the background yeah <laughs> but there, but there's a but but some of the ritual is like the same mm-hmm. it, it, or similar at least right like yeah. even like you know like the fist pump and like the oh like there's also like like when i did like contact with uh alicia in the park just before we started, there was a little bit of that kind of like eye contact, like almost like a ceremonial, like we're about to begin. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've got your back a little bit. Right. And that's kind of what happens when you do like the fist pump and the oath. It's not just like, we're good to go. It's also for me, at least what I'm wish to communicate is also like, I'm here also to help you get better. Like, I'm not here to like hurt you. Like I've got your back, even though we're like, we're, we're, we're working against each other and to some degree. Right we're cooperatively competing with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I want to, I want to help you get better yeah. and I hope that you'll want to help me get better. Right. So and like I, there's, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. That, that's like the similarity. It's just this, like, there's, there, I, I like the little rituals in there that are, they're, they're not, even though you might say like, oh, or something, it's still very nonverbal. There's like the eye contact and just kind of like the nods and like the fist bumps. It's like, it's very beautiful. Yeah, like we're entering the space, we're entering this thing. I'm in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so much, I've talked about this. Did we talk about this? like just how much is in like the bow onto the mat or the, yeah, the, the eye contact, you know, um, or like in contact, you know, maybe you make first contact like your hand on their shoulder, like, oh, kind of like, do you want to have a dance or, mm-hmm. um, any of those little things have like 
feel like full on conversations to me in like a split second because of Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. Kinesthetic communication. I want to, I want to ask you about this because I know that like you, you've like mentioned in our conversations, things about like ceremony and ritual, like in our, mm-hmm. in our own conversations. And I was thinking about this and because a lot of times like ceremony, right. Is like, or um, rituals or any other terms for like these types of things, they're forms of like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've come to this place right now and I'm always prepared to change anything but I believe that like these types of things and broadly I think a lot of storytelling is the human way of reconciling consciousness with the complexities of existence and the Mm -hmm. world right yeah so like all these other creatures don't have to have the rituals or the storytelling because they don't have the level of consciousness or the awareness that we yeah. have. Mm-hmm. So they can just kind of like trot through the complexities and just be. Mm-hmm. And because we have some sort of awareness of like mortality and existence and all these things, the stories are this kind of like bridge. They're not necessarily answers, but they're like a bridge to like navigating that while having consciousness. Mm-hmm. With like everything that comes with that. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're we're storytellers. We're yeah, that's everything. That's a lot of the ceremonial training I've done. It's 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 all storytelling. Yeah, or like how do how do we explain like how do you explain what just happened outside? <laughs> you know, if you don't know what like what is that? <laughs> you know, if you don't know all the science of it, whatever. But like, right. Or we saw we saw a rainbow the other day, and we were like, we're just like wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we know how it works and we know the science, we know the prisms, whatever, and the, the way the storm was moving out and the sun was shining. But like, it, we were in awe and we know how it works. And there's still kind of a store, like a imagination element to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's still beautiful and magical. And then imagine if you had no idea why this thing appeared in the sky, mm-hmm. you know, what stories you would have come up with then. Once, um, well, so, well, sometimes like when we, Cause there's plenty of things that we think we can logic and reason that we can't yet, you know, and we have this like burning desire to like logic and reason every, everything. <clears throat> but sometimes I feel like logic and reason are not, uh, don't always develop like empathy. Mm-hmm. And like, there's something with like ritual and ceremonies and storytelling mm-hmm. that like have like the, the, the capacity to like feed empathy, whether it's for like, other people by bringing people together or also like through the stories, the storytelling oftentimes, it seems to me like there's like this, it's developing this understanding of like our role in the whole bigger thing. So like there's this empathy for like all things that we're part of, right? Yeah. And sometimes when it's just logic and reason, it's like, well, that happens because of that. Cool. But it's like not necessarily placing us within it. Right. It's like yeah. looking at it through a window instead of like being out yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's something participatory about ceremonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it brings you into, I like, it brings you into a, like a liminal space or a, it's a space that's different than your, than just, you know, we're walking around daily, you know, space. It's, it's different maybe and maybe that's fed by costume or maybe that's fed by a venue or a 
a symbolic thing that you do. Um, and then, and it's just like the, like with clowns or with play or with the, like, you're just, it's reality, but it's, it's slow. It's slowing down time or just being in a different plane to a certain mm -hmm. degree for a little while. And that, yeah, maybe in like jujitsu feels like that too. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, you know, the bow, the hand slap, the fist pump, and then now we're in a different, we're in, we're in this zone. And then we, and then at the end, I like closure too. I'm a big person on closure. Mm -hmm. um, so I like, yeah. And then at the end, we're like, we did that thing. Yeah. You know, the thank you. Well, it makes me think of like that day you introduced us to some clowning. Mm -hmm. And there was like, um, I mean, I'll let you describe it, but like the, the beginning where we like had to put our noses on our red noses. Mm -hmm. And then at mm -hmm. the end, and, and, I got the impression like that wasn't something that you made up. Like that's kind of like within the tradition of clowning. Yeah. And I think I got that from working a uh, workshop with Sue Morrison, who's up in Canada. Um, uh, yeah. There's something, there's something spiritual for me to it. And it doesn't have to be spiritual, but like for me it is. And I like the idea of I'm going to, I'm going to at least turn away from you or I'm going to go behind this curtain or whatever. And then I'm going to become the clown. And then I'm, I'm coming out in clown already, mm -hmm. right? Something mm -hmm. feels weird to me about like, I'm looking at you and then when I just stick my clown nose on, I'm like, I haven't had a, my transformation moment. I just, it's just, it's so simple. I turn away, put my clown nose, turn back. Same thing as like, yeah, those little gestures we were talking about and now I've entered the space. And then at mm -hmm. the end, same thing. Okay, and now, now we've left that space. We're back mm -hmm. to, to our human form <laughs> again. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to play with, like, because it, it's the same with like costumes, like, and and even like with athletes, right? Like, there's a lot of like things they can go through to like put themselves into like a different mental state, mm -hmm. right? And you know, I think I'm, maybe that isn't talked about a lot. It's like that idea of like what we can do to like change our mental states and like things like this, like the ceremonies and the rituals are also like the costumes or like these. Mm -hmm going behind the door and then coming out, like all these things have the potential to just like change our mental state. Oh, it's, it's huge. I used to notice, so I was clowning um, at, children's, at Boston Children's Hospital and uh, it was interesting. So in the morning we'd arrive, we, you know, put your face on, like we didn't wear tons of makeup in the hospital um, cause you're so up close. Um, put the, put the, you know, costume on, maybe play your ukulele a little, like warm up a little. You know, and then finally I'd put the nose on a lot of, a lot of the partners too. We'd have a check-in, we'd breathe, we'd take a few deep breaths. Maybe mm -hmm. we'd start a song and enter the space already playing, but then you'd walk out and just by walking out sometimes, immediately people, you know, like are, are excited. They're like, oh, something's different. You know, like this person is here to play or whatever. Like they're, this is a special moment just by putting a costume on. And then we'd, you know, end of the day, close out you know, take everything off. I'd walk back through the same lobby and nobody looks at me, <laughs> you know, you just got all this love and like attention and joy. And then, and then, you know, you just, which was kind of fun. And you'd step back into anonymity. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of like a, you know, it's like a funny little moment that like kind of captures like maybe like the metaphor of like a, a metaphor of like existence, right. Where it's like, everything we're doing is just like a drama. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, and like, 
really like we're, you know, this is like, you know, like Alan Watts talks a lot about this where you're just like, the things that we're kind of like doing, we're just kind of like playing the the drama of life. Mm-hmm. It's not really like big picture, all the thing, like, you know, big, big, big. This is just how we like, we pass our time with like our time here. Right. right? <laughs> so we're just kind of playing, but then like there is a backstage and like a, a part that's like, when we take the makeup off or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think a lot of us just like get stuck in the, like in the drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes forgetting that there's like the backstage. Right. I, um, yeah, I love the backstage and I like, there is a part of me that really loves to be the center of attention and loves to be like teaching or performing or like, you know, here I am. And then when I'm done with that, I want to be backstage. I can't, I don't want to um, like keep it on. I don't want to be on all the time. I can't be on all the time. You know, uh, I, I really like to be alone after, <laughs> after being the center of attention mm-hmm. <laughs> or just having some quiet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the balance is important. Yeah, for sure. What, um, I know that like you and I have talked a lot about these things and I think it's uh it's interesting to bring up because it's we've I've actually gotten to like never really chat about this and on here but there are things that you introduced me to and I feel like it's appropriate for you to be the kind of one uh to like begin this conversation but I had never if I'm being honest before you and I met been exposed to the idea of like decolonizing fitness Mm -hmm. and like the term ableism and thing and, and and these types of things and it might have been one of our very first conversations where you like mm-hmm. talked about some of this stuff with me. Um, not to put you on the spot, but I, but I, but I think, <laughs> but I, but I do think it's like it's valuable and timely and important and mm-hmm. talked about a lot in certain places and then not talked about at all in other places. Right. Right. So yeah. like, I, I. I I guess I'm curious, like, because it's these are things that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and maybe like where the passion, at least where you can look back on, like where it kind of where begins, it and, and and then like what the what those things are and what the steps with them can be. Right. Well, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably thirty plus years. Um, well, I t- just turned forty-five the other day. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm in a new demographic now, like on the drop down menus, it's like 30, 35 to 44, 45 to 45. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so around age 11 or 12, I started showing signs of Crohn's disease, which was like pain and um, pain, and I couldn't eat, and just like it was, it was horrible. And then I wasn't growing because I wasn't eating. And so I had a growth hormone deficiency and Crohn's disease. Um, was going through a lot of, fa- that's when my family had a lot of like their own troubles and like parents splitting up. Like it was a, it was a rough time. Um, and most of my life I've been in pain like all the time or anytime I ate, I would have to go and lay down. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, 
somehow I kept moving and kept going. I mean, movement was medicine for me. That's how I came to that. Um, but then around age 32, I had a surgery that um, made my life a lot better. Um, no, I still have issues and I still go to the hospital once in a while. I have get bowel obstructions and, um, but it's not the daily pain like I had before. So that's, that has drastically affected my life. And like, just, I mean, every corner of it, like my career, my finances, my relationships, like everything. Um, and something that was really good for me during this whole pandemic time was that I like really connected more to um, the disability community and um, and I and I have before, but like kind of naming that for myself because I always felt like oh well I don't quite have a disability, um, and I don't have a lot of labels for myself, but some labels are like are helpful, you know, like no this is this is I have a thing that's really affected my life, um, it's affected my ability to show up, it's affected everything. Um, and that's where I got passionate about uh, disability and, and chronic illness, because not everybody, like people identify in different ways or that this, you know, have different things or name it a different way. Um, but it's, I'm, movement has helped me so much, like all of the different things I've done. And I feel like there needs to be some more awareness and inclusivity for people with disabilities and chronic illnesses. Um, mine can be especially confusing because I, I, I have things that flare up, you know, or like I'm having a rough day today, but like tomorrow I can like kick your butt, you know, <laughs> or do some like, whoa, I'm flying around on something or, and you know, and then the next day I'm in tons of pain or I, I'm just tired or I have brain fog. like. <laughs> That was one thing I was worried about with like talking and knowing this is getting recorded. I'm like, I get brain fogged sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I talked to my doctor and I was like, I don't know if I have chronic illness brain fog, pandemic brain fog, you know, perimenopausal brain fog. <laughs> I'm like in my mid forties. I'm like, or maybe it's a combination of all those. I just... I'll lose words or whatever. Right, right. All three happening at once. Right. All it's like you can't see anything at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'll like nod to you and be like, you keep talking. And um Yeah. But it happens. I'm trying to be like gentler with myself on that too, because <laughs> like in jujitsu today, they're explaining a sequence. And then I just kind of my brain just like shut off. And I was mm -hmm. like, what did what did? And then I had to go first because I was a higher belt. And I was like, what did what did we just do? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is what's going on with your brain. Like, what do you remember? Okay. Do as much as you remember and then give yourself bullet points and like, mm -hmm. you know, so anyway, that's all to say it's important for me to, and I'm, I'm learning myself and I'm, I'm not perfect either. And I definitely have ableist, you know, biases and, um, I just want to bring, yeah, bring more awareness to movement circles and to fitness circles, you know. Uh, I want everybody to be welcome in those places. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like, it, um, where did I read this? I'm trying to remember who said this, but it's, it's I think it might've been decolonizing fitness. Um, but like, there's a difference between all are welcome here and this was designed with you in mind. 
Mm. Right. Like mm-hmm. you could say everybody's welcome, but are you setting up the infrastructure so that that's possible? Or are you, what are your, what does your marketing look like? Or. Right. Is it, is it, ju- is it, is it just words or has there been reflection? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, when I talk to, I don't know if you listen to the podcast that I did with David Wilson. I don't know if you, and if you don't know if you follow him on Instagram, it's old school moves. This is his uh, uh, I th- Instagram. I think I started listening to that one. And he, and he talked a little bit about this because like he didn't really get into movement until I forget what he said, if it was like near retirement or after he'd retired from teaching. Um, and just saying that like, there's like a, there is like an accessibility issue, even just like in people's personal branding, we'll call it on like Instagram and Facebook and things like that. Like mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I'm looking at things and I don't see where I can start mm-hmm. because I'm just watching like these people do the most amazing things. Right. And I'm like, I don't, it's not that I wouldn't want to do that. And it's not that I don't think it's amazing, but he's like, mm-hmm. how do I feel like I can take a step into the realm? Right. Right. Cause that's kind of what you're saying where like people say everybody is welcome, but it's not necessarily reflecting on like, Oh, somebody who is at a different point in their life or coming from a different place might be looking at your thing and wondering like, okay, well, where's, where is, where's the door for me to knock on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if something's so, um, I feel like, like it would be helpful to have some open-mindedness about, you know, about things too. Cause you're like, Oh, it's done this way, mm-hmm. you know, but what if somebody has a completely different body that, that doesn't do that, What if they could do it in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, here's the, here's the idea. Here's the essence of it. Here's the feeling we're trying to get from it. Like what's the best way for your body to do this? Or should we do something else entirely or mm-hmm. maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's also like you, like anticipating needs, you can't know everything about everybody though, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but being open to like hearing what somebody else might need and it can be on, on bigger levels and smaller levels too. Like, um, you know, if you don't have a disability or you don't have something like that, but you could be like I'm having a really hard day today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to meet you there. Like, and you still showed up and you want to be here and you want to train or whatever, you know, just let me know where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's more, it, 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 it's empathy, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it's, it's more than that. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, 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 it's something kind of like, it's not just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's empathy, but there's something more. It's empathy with action. Mm-hmm. It's behavior. It's policy. It's protocol. It's it, you. You have to put action to the words. Yeah. So then, can you talk about the idea then of decolonizing fitness, like the the what that looks like? Because I think that's kind of what we're kind of like leading into with the with this right here is like the the standard structure that we find in like fitness or in movement even. Mm-hmm kind of challenging that and be like that kind of hierarchy or that model needs to be kind of reframed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm not the expert. I'm like still learning on that. Um, That's fine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend checking out decolonizing fitness, the or, um, Ilya Parker's work um, on Instagram and other places. Um, 
but like a lot of the, this is as far as I understand it because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Um, like a lot of the ways we think the world um, are, the world is, uh, uh, come from a lot of colonial perspectives and a lot of like very binary things or a lot of like, you know, it's black and white. And um, there's so many more possibilities. This is how I see it. There's so many more possibilities and so many more stories (laughs) circling Mm -hmm. back right there's so many more stories out there and yeah spaces are going to reflect you know society and whoever's running those spaces are going to it's going to reflect the biases of those people in those spaces and at the end of the day to me it's like there's so many more stories of could we open our minds to more possibilities of of the way humans can be and mm. are. Um, and then specifically, like, you know, we're in the movement and whatever world <laughs> that we're in here. Um, and that's like an area that, you know, that, that we can work on it. And um, yeah, I, I feel like I can't be super articulate about it, um, but I would, I recommend looking up, you know, doing some research mm-hmm. on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like what you said though, about like that there's a lot more stories because as, and you were saying that things can be very binary. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, you know, everybody's like unique perspective is unique to them. Right. So like if I'm talking about something, but I'm talking about it like technically you, I can't count on you to see it the way that I see it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the metaphors and the stories is that bridge for us to like connect on something, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so like, you know, even when we look at society, like people yelling back and forth about like logic and reason and like arguing about these things, there, there might be a nice bridge in the form of storytelling so that people can like find that 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 place where they can connect right right yeah. so like mm-hmm. it, it often seems like you know there's you know when we even just using the term structure mm-hmm. right so if there's like structures to like the movement or fitness world as opposed to maybe some some more storytelling mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we we can get some more bridges with some stories it's funny so I was training a few people online the other day. Like this is what our little group session. We all, I have a blast with these. These get really playful and like <laughs> wacky. I'm like, we're going in. <laughs> um, and we have like, a, we have a little ritual to enter um, the space. And so we had a, tri- a it was called a trip to Colorado. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were doing stuff like there was some, um, like rowing motions and some like, you know, fitnessy stuff and, but I was like, okay, we're climbing a mountain now and we're, we're rowing down the rapids. And now we're, what, do, what else did we do? We did ski, we did like ski jumps and like, but it was a trip to Colorado. And meanwhile, they're moving their legs and moving their arms, you know, we're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was especially funny when I was like, now I want to see what you think it is we do in Colorado. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when it got really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I noticed. I I wanted to study play more when I was like personal training in a gym, and and I noticed people got more interested and excited about doing even if we just did the same exercise, but if there was like a story to it, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like let's squat, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Like you're carrying the weight of the world and you have to move it across the room or like, I don't know. It just, there's some sparkle in people's eyes that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be some unique movement. Like we only have so many <laughs> movements that we can do, yeah. um, but it, I don't know. It connects you to a deeper place, I think. Yeah. You know, I just talked to um, Simon Takor. Do you know who he is? I just it sounds familiar. He he has an ancestral movement, the page. Uh-huh, on, yeah, yeah, okay. And he was talking about how so much of our movement, our capacity for movement complexity is for like mimicry, mm-hmm. to be able to like mimic other animals. And oh yeah, yeah. And that like through that we develop empathy and an understanding of how that animal might be or might act so we can better understand them or track them or mm-hmm. any of the things. I'm totally butchering this. People will probably listen and be like, <laughs> that's not at all what Simon was saying. Yeah. Um, but that like once we, when we mimic something, we have like a different kind of compassion or understanding of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's part of like what we do. And that's part mm-hmm. of like why we have the, the potential to like move in deeply complex ways when we look at ourselves compared to like a lot of other animals mm-hmm. in, in like the animal kingdom. I mean, just like the way I can, I mean, like I can wave my, I'm waving my hand like I'm like doing a snake, mm-hmm. right? Like this is so complex, yeah. right? Like the fact that we can do that and mimic all these other animals, like, that's that storytelling though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm looking at your face and now I'm like I'm realizing we're like our faces are even, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. like I'm trying to mimic you to a certain degree to like hear you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, we, and we do that with each other as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like that's like, like, um, that's that like nonverbal communication that's going mm-hmm. on where it's like, I start being a certain way and you do it. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure that leads into some amount of like, co-regulating and things like right. that right yeah mm-hmm. but that's all through this like uh the storytelling mm-hmm. yeah right oh, yeah. so it's like we don't always need to be like you know sets reps blah 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 it can be like oh like right. let's tell a story right and, and we could end up doing the same thing um Mm-hmm. And then I find, I think I've talked to you about this a little, sometimes I find it really relaxing for my brain to like, be like, okay, it's a sets reps day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, you know, I want numbers mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just want to do the, the movements and I just, that's where I'm at. And then other days I'm, it's, it's like, the, I feel like it's the on and then the backstage feeling too. Like today I want to be deep in my imagination or, Mm-hmm. And for this exercise, I want to be deep in the, and then for this one, I, I just, I'm going, I'm doing the numbers, but if it's all numbers to me, then, then, then I like start to get bored. 
but then sometimes it's it's a uh, grounding too mm-hmm. you know like that's what i was looking for well i think that we it's like i feel like i this comes up a lot in like conversations with people is that like you know we're, we, we have the tendency to like lean hard into like one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. I always use like sympathetic and parasympathetic as, as the example, right? People will be like, oh, I'm, I'm too sympathetic. I need to be parasympathetic and, like, <laughs> and I'm only going to be that, right. you know, but it like, it's this, it is like the balance between the two, you know, like that is like, you know, the balance between, you know, the classical and romantic way of being. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they go together, they're two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. you know, but I've said in the past that I think people tend to think that it's just the same thing on both sides. Right. Hmm. Right. Yeah. But like these things can collaborate in this like beautiful way. Right. And the, yeah, there's that binary thing too. And it's like, you don't have to be one or the other. You can be somewhere between like, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've felt like this about so many pieces of me and so, uh, so many things I like, I love, that's how I... I think I found myself into the movement training I was doing is like, I was like, Oh, I want to go to do circus. And then I want to, I want to do martial arts. Like I I found martial arts later in my life. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) I I just learned all about this. Um, And and then tomorrow I want to dance. And then Friday I need to just lay down (laughs) and Mm -hmm. breathe for a while. Um, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to be all one thing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Well, and that's, and that's what like so much of our kind of evolution, like what, where, where we are at movement wise from an evolutionary perspective looks probably a lot more like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Have, have, I, have, I, I, um, I'm reading it now because actually like three or four people recommended it to me. I'm reading um, the exuberant animal. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? I haven't read it. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just like, you know, talking about like what are, what a day in the life of someone in like a tribe would have looked like. And, you know, the distance between us and someone in a tribe, like seems like a very long time ago, but from an evolutionary perspective, like we probably haven't changed much in terms of like our, our evolutionary needs from like a movement perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just typing, we need to be able to type. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> only type and only see and only see things. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it's like that. It's like these like constant like waves of movement throughout the day that are like very, mm-hmm. you know, constantly changing. You know, it's like at one point you could be building a fire, then you could be hunting, then you could be walking, then you'd be resting, and then you could be dancing, and then you could be mm-hmm. this and that, and like all the. Mm-hmm. all the, 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 the things, yeah. right. And sometimes we're doing something by ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we're like collaborating with somebody, right. Either playfully like, or helping each other carry something like a, like a carcass or fighting somebody. Right. Right. Um, and then we could be working with like our surroundings, like, you know, bounding across creeks or climbing trees, mm-hmm. but, like this full spectrum Right. of like movement, you know? So when I hear you talk about like dancing and martial arts and circus, I'm like, oh, that's, that's like all of that stuff. Right. And yeah. And I, when I, we, I don't live, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have this privilege of like, I'm going to go to circus class and I'm going to go to dance. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, yeah, and I'm going to go f- play fight, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Ho- hopefully not get into any fight fights, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then hopefully I'm ready if that ever happens too. Yeah. But it's kind of, I guess, like, like, like reconciling with like some sort of like evolutionary needs with like the modern world is, is like, right as we can and through the through definitely like a more privileged lens mm-hmm. yeah and i i know and there's also like i was thinking about this too like romanticizing certain things because mm-hmm. then that that creates the binary again right of like well you know it was so much better back in the paleolithic mm-hmm. <laughs> no there's a, i like air conditioning and like <laughs> and you know, I don't have to spend all day hunting my food or whatever it is, or um, I have control over my body and my reproductive system, or mm. you know, like there's, you know, there, maybe we can take a piece of that and then also enjoy yeah. modern life and the beauty of modern life too. Yeah, I think it's it's a difficult thing to reconcile with because I, I've said this before, like I bring it up and sometimes I think people think like, oh, you're saying we should go live in tribes, and I'm like, no, but I do mm-hmm. think we need to like respect like where where we're at from an evolutionary perspective if we're going to like approach some of these things because it may help us like have a roadmap right yeah Um, absolutely yeah and mm -hmm. there you are taking a little bit of this a little bit of that and okay but well my job is typing on a computer a lot okay so how can i balance that out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's also like challenging the mindset Right. Like it's, you know, and this is, I think what you and I like vibe on like big time is like, there's like this mindset of like, everything is in the modern world. And at least our, our world feels like everything is about like control Mm -hmm. and certainty when like the playful mindset is actually the opposite, which is a little bit more of like, to me, when I like, Mm -hmm read something like the exuberant animal when I think about like where we're at from an evolutionary perspective, it's like we, we, we have the capacity, capacity to be very playful. And I don't mean joyful. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, playful with like the mindset of like walking into uncertainty, welcoming surprise mm-hmm. and, and, and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. much of like what we do and even like f- from my many of my experiences in like movement or in fitness world, it's like it's not really that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, cool, we have like certain physical capacities, but like it's not the mindset might be more valuable. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I think there's something that's really interesting to me is there there has to be a certain level though of safety and health to play Mm. right Mm -hmm. um like i don't feel playful if i don't feel safe Mm -hmm. and i don't mean like completely safe you know i mean like of course there's risk and i know you talk about risk a lot and um but i need a certain and i think biologically that we need to be at a certain level to and we're not in full survival mode, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then on a, you know, on smaller levels, like, yeah, do I walk into a space and feel like I can let go? I can take risks. I can, mm-hmm. um, can be playful. 
I was thinking today that even, even say, you know, just going for a walk on an unpaved road or a trail without shoes on, even for a short distance, or maybe even on like something that's like, like a dirt road, even where it's like kind of crooked without shoes on is like a step into the world of like a playful mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Because every step is a little more uncertain, right? Because it's not totally flat and the shoes aren't there because the shoes and the flat and the sanitization or the flattening out of it Mm -hmm. reduces like the surprise and uncertainty. But it's like, even like just going barefoot on a dirt road is enough to give just like, oh, like every step's a a little bit more different. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to feel a little bit more and like there's there's some more surprises here. I've got to be a little bit, a little bit more of like, you know, like the improv, like yes anding as I like Mm -hmm. walk through this as Mm -hmm. opposed to just like barreling through. Right. And like even that could be like, entry level taking a risk Mm -hmm. for some people into like, oh, here's, here's like some sort of safety and playfulness Mm -hmm. in like the beginning of just like, oh, a short barefoot walk somewhere. There's like, there's interesting steps there. Right. Well, like risk and risk is different for everybody and control Mm -hmm. is different for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. And sometimes I'm thinking about my own, trying to reflect on my own stuff. Like I have to control certain things. I've realized how much control I have. Like I, I know what spaces I can go to and like let myself go a little and risk a little. And, but then, you know, when somebody talks about like, I don't know, like there's, you know, this jujitsu and rock climbing camp (laughs) going on, you know, that I want to go to, or like some, something far away. That's like out of, I have to leave my home. Um, then, you know, I started worrying, okay, I was like, um, will I be able to like buy the food I want? Like, can I prepare it? Can I, you know, will I be able to sleep? Like if I don't sleep, then I'm this and that, like I have really anxious brain. So I like having my white noise machine on at night and like, and I don't feel bad about those things, you know, those things like I, if I can control, have some control, then it keeps me healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it's totally this balance of, uh, I feel like a lot of the themes that I, I talk about with you, like, I, I, I want to be grounded to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I'm grounded enough, then I can be free, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it's reality. And I like, I, I feel like I want to respect the fact that risk looks, yeah, looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, some people it's like, oh, like the barefoot walk mm-hmm. through grass that's like that is the risk and i've said this before like when i I, you know i've tried to 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 and i think maybe it was because you you pointed it out at one point to me when i said we you know let's you know let's take risks that it almost sounds too i don't know it it sounds too like let's go towards fear Mm-hmm. You know, so I started really leaning more yeah. into saying surprise, let's surprise ourselves rather than let's take risks because yeah. it's really what I, what I mean, but walking through grass barefoot might be mm. where you're, where you're at in terms of welcoming surprise. Right. And some right. people are like, oh, I'm ready to like go hike up a mountain barefoot in the middle of the night. Like, right. 
yeah. like the show alone and just like go. Right. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. and, and yeah, respecting that, like everybody is coming from like that different place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or um, what might, might, might be super easy for one of us, like could be a big risk for somebody else and, and vice versa, you know, um, mm-hmm. public speaking or, you know, mm-hmm. or just you know, talking to another person, you know, like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a bird? There's like a little like cuckoo clock in this room. That, <laughs> um, but I don't know where it is. I can't see it. But it, 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 every time I'm in here recording, I hear it. I don't know if anyone could else could hear it. So now it's good to know that you can hear yeah, it. Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're making me think about nature too. Like I've been spending every morning in, in nature and when you come visit, we can have mm. some coffees outside. Um, and I love, I love just having that moment. Like if I don't, if I have to be inside a lot all day or like I'm doing a lot of training inside or whatever it is, it's just nice to, um, yeah. Cause it's different. Like you were saying, like with the walk, it gets different every day. It's the same backyard, but it's, there's a Creek, there's birds, there's wildlife, there's the wildlife's growing up. There's babies, there's, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things. And this morning I heard this bird and I was like, I've gotten to know the bird calls you know so i know what i'm like oh there's the jay there's the doves you know there's the red-winged blackbird and then i heard there was one that was making some like weep, 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 like mm-hmm. interesting i'm like what i don't know who you are <laughs> mm-hmm. so i backed up slowly and i looked around and it was a jay but it was making a sound that was different than than i recognized uh-huh. yeah i just love yeah i call it bird show <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's so it's a nice connection it's the same it's the same and it grounds me but it's also different every single day mm-hmm. you know, i think yeah. that's what's beautiful about nature yeah we i don't know we have this like high capacity to observe right hmm. and like it's sometimes i don't think we like we feed that enough right like we have like but but observe in the way and like observe is like not reading or or having like the information we can talk about mm-hmm. like the uh, the high capacity to like sense things that's what it is mm-hmm. and like again like from an evolutionary perspective like we're still there we have these like nervous systems that are meant to like mm-hmm. take in a lot of like information and like i don't know hearing you talk about that it's just kind of just being in in there and observing the things and it's not not being like oh i'm gonna go tell you about the book that i read it's just like Oh, like all of these things just like feed my, my evolutionary intelligence that's mm-hmm. like there and that it adds things to it that like matter in ways that we might not be able to talk about. And then maybe there's a very specific moment where it does matter, mm-hmm. but like we have this, like it's in us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and, and we don't feed that by like always just like being in the sanitized thing. You know, mm-hmm. even just like sitting there and like experiencing those things feed us in ways that like we may never know. Oh yeah. But we have nervous systems that are that are that evolved with nature to do that. Right. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and the, like intuition. I think intuition is really interesting. Um, and, you know, and there, there's like a lot of like 
worship of the written word and books are great and I love poetry and I love all these things, but also like, yeah, there's this other wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And there's a quieting down. I feel like that needs to happen to be, to, to be open to it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like, um, I, I, I've brought it up on here before I talked to, Winston Reynolds and he talked about going and training with Joseph Bartz mm -hmm. and the very first thing that they did was just like go to the garden and Joseph Bartz just told everybody to just be bored for 45 minutes just go be yeah. bored just yeah. go be bored um because we don't we don't have that we don't have a lot of boredom anymore mm -hmm. you know and at other times we would have just like sat with things yeah and Is it's it like Sorry, go il, ahead. Go. Il dolce far niente, I think, right? This I probably butchered that's Italian, you know, the mm -hmm. sweetness, like the sweetness of doing nothing. The like do, yeah, I wish there was more time to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Um that's something about the modern world that's hard. It's like this push, you know, like um just just always pushing. I'm like, we created all these ways to make our lives easier. Why are we working even harder and harder and harder? Um mm -hmm. So yeah, and going back to like, you know, colonizing and capitalism and, and that, there's like, I don't want to destroy myself for, for, for what, mm -hmm. you know, and I need money. Like I, yeah, like I live in the world and I mm -hmm. <laughs> interact with the world, but I, like, I don't want to, I want, I'm, I've been really relishing these times. And I think that that was something from the pandemic that's been really great is how it slowed down. And I was like, oh, this is my pace. I'm a better at this pace. Mm -hmm. And then I have the energy to go and like, yeah, roll hard at jujitsu or, you know, do something really energetic. But like, mm -hmm. I also need to, I'll sit out there for an hour with my coffee or matcha or whatever I'm drinking that day. <laughs> and then it, like a time will go by and I'll be like, wow, you know, and I really, I really need that. And I'm grateful I live in Colorado and there's so many places just like, just like at our doorstep to, to find that awe and that, you know, mm -hmm. um, we were riding home yesterday and my partner said, um, uh, who, you know, John, <laughs> um, we were downtown, right. And, you know, it's a holiday here. So there was, you know, everybody's out and, there's music and food and fireworks and all this. And, um, and then we got on the bike path and in 15 minutes, we were like in the middle of like a swamp, the swampy area, <laughs> the one swamp in Colorado, like, and there was just like the evening animals and the mountains and the sunset. And like, it's just, isn't this amazing that in 15 minutes here we can, we can have both, like both of those things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I, then I was proceeded to like eat a bunch of flies because all the flies had come out. <laughs> then yeah. we just didn't talk because if we talked and the flies would go in our mouth. It was just like, it was everything. <laughs> yeah, but that's the human experience. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's, that, that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, um, there's this guy who, I connected with through Instagram who was like listening to the podcast a little bit. And I went and looked at his page and he posted this, uh, this like, 
I don't know if it was like a poem, but it was like a Japanese, like maybe it was like a proverb or something. And I don't know, like you're somebody who kind of like makes me, who this, this reminded me of, right? Um, because you just like, you do so many things and like, I don't know. So he, the, 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 I'm gonna butcher exactly how it was said, but it was something like, the best dancer knows all the techniques and the best dancer understands rhythm and the best dancer uh, knows how to work with a partner and the under best dancer understands space and you know the de best dancer has wonderful posture and all these things. And then it says, but the greatest dancer is also a gardener. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's this like reminder that like whatever it is that you do, living is what feeds the magic of whatever the thing is that you do, mm -hmm. right? Like all the richness of living, like not just being stuck in the one place. Right. And yeah, I don't know, like um, in the like the world of specialization, and I think even now a lot of people kind of like specialize in movement. Right. We can look mm -hmm, around and mm -hmm. there's like, there's like yeah. a certain way of moving that is like the specialized, like moving thing mm -hmm. and, you know, getting to like play with you and knowing that you come from clowning and trapeze and jujitsu and playing the ukulele and like <laughs> body rhythm and like studying play in school. And then like all the other passions and interests, it's like, you can see in a moment, you can like see all those things like all at once. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like when we roll jujitsu, it's like, I don't just feel the person who's doing jujitsu. There's like a moment where you're like, you feel the other things or some other piece as mm -hmm. well. You know what I mean? yeah. like all those things like feed the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you can't always put the words to it, yeah. you know, but it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like you're the somebody who, to me, who's like something that's undefined and a gardener. <laughs> you know and 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 i and you know it's a compliment but i also like you know i don't maybe there's not a question attached to it because i just like it, it i heard it and it made me think of you but it's like i don't know i wish i wish for that for for more people because it's there's like a real magic in that thing of like being the gardener as well mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i was I was rolling with this black belt that I hadn't met before the other day. And he, he, he had me trapped like in like his legs. So I don't remember what I was doing, but then I was like head standing and my legs were sticking up in the air. And then I was just like, then it turned into like a clown moment. Like, or a, just, a, like, I was having so much fun. I was like, I'm not even fighting right now. I'm trapped here, but I'm using this trapped space to like do a headstand because <laughs> he's holding me here. Right. Um, but yeah, I like moving, I like moving with you and I like moving with other people that like, yeah, that I can feel those different, different things. I, I went to a contact jam once and yeah, I'm moving around this guy. I'm like, did you do some grappling? He's like, oh yeah, I was a wrestler. And I was like, oh, that, that's why we're like vibing on, there's some, some message that was in there and, you know. And it doesn't define you either. Like it, you don't have to like be this or that or, but yeah, I like, I like the connections. Um, I like finding those connections between things. 
Yeah, and it's also not, you know, I, 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 I don't want it to ever be like a statement against like discipline because I think there's also a real time and place for like discipline and focus and all the stuff as well. But like, you know, everything feeds everything, right? Everything adds to everything else. Right. Right. Like when I, I think I told you about how I hatcheted that ball out of wood, like the mm -hmm. block of wood. Yeah. And like, I don't know the exact thing or the exact moment that that like feeds the next thing that I do, but it's never not there. Like mm -hmm. having like done that, you know? Right. Yeah. And whether it's learning to like, you know, welcome kind of the controlled accident of like a collaboration between me and like an inanimate thing that like, oh, we're making something together, mm -hmm. like a mindset thing, or maybe it is like a physical thing of like dealing with a hatchet and an object that's kind of like rolling mm -hmm. all over the place. But like, cool. yeah. yeah, and it doesn't always have to be explained. Like it can just be like, oh, like you, you know, you just finished building your second Adirondack chair. Yes, thank you. <laughs> right, and like, something about that feeds your jujitsu and we don't know how mm -hmm. and like and there's like a beauty in the not knowing it mm -hmm. but like but also a beauty in in knowing that like all the things feed each other yeah right yeah i've really enjoyed doing that and also i have to say like i've listened to your podcast a lot while making mm -hmm. these chairs which mm -hmm. is a new endeavor for me so they're like infused with <laughs> your podcast too. right um i saw that when i saw the photo i was like that looks a lot like the 40th nine. episode there yeah there it is <laughs> oh yeah number 17 and yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah. uh it's quiet time i've really yeah I, I i move around so much with people and i like that and like um well i didn't for a while because of everything but and then i I'm on a lot, you know, for my work. And then something about just working with tools and wood and, you know, I'm, I'm with something natural, but it's not, um, it's not moving around and I can be quiet. It's been really good for my brain to just be quiet and, and create something. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I have a hard time finishing things, speaking of discipline. So that's one thing where I'm like, oh, maybe if I was a little more disciplined, I could tell an even better story through this medium or um, but also like appreciating where I'm at and how I can connect between things. But I'll, like, oh, maybe if, you know, I practice a little bit more, <laughs> I can do. So it's, it was nice to finish these chairs because mm -hmm. I have a hard time finishing things. You know, and I'm still looking and I'm like, oh, I could like put, you know, clean that up, that paint there. But, but it's, you know, it's finished, but I could always do a little bit more, but. Which is also a really fascinating part about like the <laughs> lesson of like doing projects of like, mm -hmm. or art is like knowing when you're done or deciding to be done. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, it's alluring to like, or seductive to keep going. I don't know if you, um. Have you seen the documentary? It's called like The People versus George Lucas. No. I Maybe I talked about this with John um, because the people who love Star Wars love Star Wars, mm -hmm. but a lot of them 
are very, and they love George Lucas for making Star Wars. Yeah. But there are, some of them are also very unhappy with him right. because over the years with each new mm. technology that's come <laughs> to like make, make films more amazing, yeah. he's gone back and changed mm. the original films to like have the new technology and new CGI and like, mm. it, but it, a lot of it ends up changing pieces of the story. Hmm. yeah or, or or any of these things are like as it's a i think it's a long way of saying that like i think everybody struggles with like well when is it done mm-hmm. like when do i just put the painting on the wall and walk away <laughs> right and be like oh it's it is perfect yeah or there's that grounding thing closure and grounding thing okay and now we're done but within that even within an end is is the beginning an end is or an end is but it's not maybe it's not quite over you know maybe the overall uh and what am i trying to say the overall sensation is and like the dominant narrative is it's over but even within it's over it's it's not always over mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's enough to like be like okay we can agree that <laughs> this is complete mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Accepting that it's like a game within the, within another game. Yeah. Or have you like with improv, com- like improv comedy or some kind of like collaborative improv and you're like, kind of like, you're feeling like, okay, we just found an ending and, and then the, the person keeps going and you're mm-hmm. trying to like, <laughs> where's the ending? And it, you know, you're like that would have been perfect there. Okay, let's keep going. Maybe we'll find a different, mm-hmm. different ending. Yeah. Well, it's like it was sometimes it's just like people are, are and maybe and maybe and I think I don't know. I feel this where it's like there's like this like desire for like perfection. So like we keep painting, mm-hmm. like like that there's like we don't know what it what it's supposed to look like when it's perfect but we'll like somehow know that it's perfect so we right. like keep painting and keep painting and keep painting and keep painting so much so that we even like run out of paint and have to go buy more paint <laughs> yeah. rather than like maybe celebrating the imperfection or what we think is the imperfection that might actually just be what makes it unique and be right. like oh cool let's put it up on the wall yeah. You know, and then I'll take the lessons from that and that actually rolls into the next painting. Right. Yeah. There's something I'm interested in with clothing. Like I just like I'm trying to learn how to sew and like I created my own shorts from another pair of shorts. Like I drafted a, you know, it was actually a pair of fight shorts and I like the way they fit. And so I, and they were, you know, they kind of have a stiffness to them. So it was nice to trace them. And I created shorts. They're not perfect, but I you know, finish them. I'm making quotes with my fingers, right? And like, um, and I was like, ah, oh, okay. All right. And then I can make them better next time. Um, but they look like shorts and I put them on. I was like, they feel like shorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I want to be able to like take clothing that I have. Maybe I'm like, oh, I'm tired of wearing that shirt. I'm trying to wear this, make it into a bag or put two shirts together or, you know, create something new from stuff I already have. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, rather than having to produce produce more stuff. <laughs> How do I put in a request for a pair of shorts? Um, 
you have to, you'll, let's see. <laughs> You'd I, I need a pair of shorts that fits you, that you like the way they fit mm -hmm. to trace. So if you bring them with you when you come. Okay, I, I, I will do that. Cause I, I, I want to, I want some like uh, Wendy originals. originals. But I can custom them, customize them too. I can put, you know. Oh yeah, I'm super into that. But yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. This is what I mean though. Like, it's like, you're like the gardener. <laughs> whatever else, whatever you do, you're like, and, and, I'm a, and I'm a gardener. And, and I sew. Right, but I'm also like, I, do I really know how to garden? I don't really know how to garden. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. a great cook. I'm like, there's other things I'm like, I still want to learn. But yeah, the, the sewing and the woodworking give me time to have, yeah, be quiet with myself which has mm. been really great mm -hmm. yeah and make well, stuff and then i can like oh somebody be like oh i a blanket or oh thank you for the shorts or i can sit in this chair i like functional art too i have a thing for functional art yeah there's something that i know that i've thought about a lot and talked about a lot with other people and something that i think you and i have talked about but you've also kind of like just experienced it through like what I decided to share in, in Boulder um, because I think we both have this like desire and, and gumption, I would say, to be like accessible, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think we've talked about this in the past a little bit. What are like, like what are some of the things that you're doing nowadays to like, be accessible and like maintain accessibility? Hmm. Um, that's, that's a good question. And again, I'm not being perfect with it. Um, you know, asking people what are their needs like, and, and like it can change day to day. Um, mm -hmm. uh, ex as far as like, I, I, I'm often the one who, like a lot of the people I know, um, a lot of people I know are deaf or hard of hearing and need captions. Um, and that's something about Zoom that I have a hard time with is that um, they don't have it integrated in and not that auto-generated captions are like perfect, um, but a lot of the other platforms do have them. So you have to have like a third party to like do captioning. Um, but especially, uh, especially with organizations that can afford it you know, I always ask, cause if I'm going to share something, I want to be like, point out, okay, whatever accessibility uh, features that I know about it, like, oh, this video has captions or, you know, whatever it is. I try to, I always ask so that it, when I share it, I'm sharing it with the information um, so that all the people or as many people as can on my friends list or whoever's, whoever's reading what I'm doing can enjoy it. Um, and I'm trying to get better with like, and this is a lot of like internet based stuff that I'm talking about, um, or image descriptions, um, video descriptions, uh, for, for people with that, whose sight is impaired or, or blind, et cetera. Um, yeah, I've been learning a lot about that and just, just trying to be better at that and making that a practice. Like when I post something, I'm trying I'm really working to know that part of that time to create that post is going to be writing 
alternate text for the images, des describing the images. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know, there's a certain amount of time we have. I've been thinking about this. Like, oh, I'm going to put this post up. It's going to take me five minutes to get the photo, edit it, and put the thing. But also into that time is creating image descriptions as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like a us like this. There are systems in place that like will read those things out loud for people mm -hmm. who are blind. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I am not blind and I'm not deaf. And so somebody who is would know more about that than me, but I'm, tr I'm trying to anticipate some needs, um, make it as accessible as I can. Uh, and just knowing that like, it's going to be an ongoing thing. You know, it's like the anti-racism work or like any of this work, it's like, it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Um and trying to stay open enough for if somebody did have something or a question or a need or um, that they would feel comfortable coming to me and saying, hey, can we make this happen? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's a difficult space to like navigate, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've both kind of like drift th drifted through spaces where it's like, not that everybody looks the same but there's like a certain type of person who's able to put their hands on some of these things that mm -hmm. are going on mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a price tag and sometimes it's the the at least the perception of like what the material is that makes something inaccessible mm -hmm. and you know, and, you know, I, I guess there's certain parts of like our society that make these things hard to navigate, whether it's just having enough money to get by and survive to, you know, yeah, things like that. But, you know, if, if, if we have messages that we believe are worth sharing or values that we believe are worth sharing, like, you know, like figuring out like, oh, like, how do I, how do I make this available? Mm -hmm. especially if you're saying this is for everybody I want everybody to come here I want you know because there's some spaces where like it's not for everybody you know there's the things I don't want to do like that I'm not interested in doing but like if especially if you're saying like I I really want to be inclusive and I you know um and I want to make this a place for everybody there's so there's again the action there's action that needs to be taken mm -hmm. um and yeah, and uh, and then once again, I am imperfect in this journey, but I'm plugging forward. Hey, listen, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know it's a saying that like came from somewhere else, but Alexa always says it's like it's a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, and it's like that's 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 the truth, you know. But that was like my, and we talked about this before we started doing the things out in the park. Mm -hmm. That like you know, I was like, oh, I don't. I, I don't, I don't want to be paid for this, you know, mm -hmm. like I want to like, I want to, I want to do it because I think there's something here that's, and, and, and it's going to be different for everybody. And it's, for me, there's a reason, you know, but like, there's like an accessibility piece, like, oh, like, mm -hmm. not everybody's in a place where they can like afford certain things. So like, what does it look like if it's, if it's, if it's not, a monetary exchange right you know yeah. and and 
and it was beautiful for for many reasons but that was like part of it and i and and i think that the there there sometimes the accessibility thing i think is like as you said maybe it's 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 said because it's it's it has a nice ring to it mm-hmm. you know like it's you know it's for everybody or something but yeah like your talks about community i've heard yeah, you know. yeah i think i think it's a big thing you know and the action you know is is important like you know even even if it doesn't work or if it falls flat or you know like that there's some sort of attempt to be like oh let me what if i'm going to challenge the status quo just a little bit right mm-hmm. yeah well yeah financial accessibility too that's that's huge like i said because of my physical illness i I haven't been able to make a ton of money mm-hmm. throughout my life. And there's, mm-hmm. there's stuff that I've wanted to do that I can't do because of my finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I've made it work. Like I was like, okay, I remember a therapist told me you have social capital. When do you, you don't have money, but you have social capital. And so I've crowdfunded a few times. Like I'm like, I really want to go to this workshop in Brazil or wherever. And mm-hmm. I want to make it happen. And I, and I crowdfund and I come up, try to get creative. That's, that's something I've seen from myself and like other friends I know that, you know, operate on lower incomes. It's like, you get creative, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that those limitations do breed some cre- creativity. It, it creates stress. Yes. But it also creates engenders creativity as well. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, and, and I think that like, you know, welcoming those opportunities or, 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 I don't know. Respecting that everybody could be coming from like these different places mm-hmm. is a, is is really important. Mm-hmm. It still may not mean that like you like can get to that accessible place for everybody, but I I don't know. Just asking the questions. I feel like I've had the. I, it's come up with a number of people who I've talked to mm-hmm. because you know we're in this space where we're like working closely with people, and I think there's a certain number of people who kind of struggle with that feeling of being like well, I think that what I'm doing is important. So like, how do I not just make it only for certain people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in like language too, like, you know, for, for instance, like gender inclusive language or just mm-hmm. there's all these little things. And like, I feel like I just keep chipping away. Like, okay, I'm going to try to do better at this. And I'm going to try to do better at this and try to do better at this. And then I, and then I've noticed, I feel safer and happier in spaces that, that are trying to do take action. They're they're trying to do something. Mm-hmm. You know? What's it like? What's an example of like a a space that you've like walked into recently that like kind of embodies what you're talking about? Hmm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, I I feel like there's elements there's been like elements of certain spaces Mm -hmm. like i think especially when i hear a teacher or a who or an owner of something just say like um you know if go at your own pace if this isn't working for you like the person who's in charge is giving permission to like you know ask first ask if you need or you can do it a different way or, you know, if you need to take a break, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
it's nice or or even just going having dinner with friends and they're like hey Wendy I know you need to eat specific things like and I don't have one of those diet I don't have a diet that's easy to define <laughs> so mm-hmm. um I appreciate that they go hey what do you need because mm-hmm. you know they're they have some awareness that oh Wendy's got some digestive stuff and this and that um hey what do you need and I have and I, I I started looking at it more in a positive way with that of like of a, like abundance rather than like oh I can't eat this and I can't eat this and I can't eat this again I'm like here's a list of what I love and enjoy mm-hmm. and if you could maybe make something from these selections that would be great mm-hmm. you know I'm turning into more of like more sweet potatoes please I love sweet potatoes <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um like that's a like what 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 are the possibilities what can a person do let's look at that you know mm-hmm. yeah and limits are real and like sometimes i'm like i can't do that mm-hmm. I, you know but it also feels really good to be like but i can do all of this you know mm-hmm. i had my shoulder surgery and i you know couldn't use my arm at all so i was like i'm gonna and i couldn't ride my bike and i could but i was like i can take long walks and i can go to a spinning class because <laughs> i can still like pedal my legs and and it was great, you know, I was like, what can I do? And those walks were wonderful, you know? Mm-hmm. And some of those spinning classes were outside. And so it felt like, you know, the wind was blowing and I was like, oh, you know, like, and that was a temporary thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have things that last forever, sometimes they're temporary, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so fascinated by stories um, I'm working with, uh, I'm volunteering a little bit. My friend teaches a class for people. Uh, it's a boxing class, great boxing gym uh, for people with Parkinson's and then other seniors too. Um, and I'm like, and they, they're, they can punch hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had to, I've wear the shield around my body every time. You know, yeah. like they can do so much, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times I feel, a lot of times I feel more welcome in adaptive spaces, like, you know, like adaptive climbing or whatever, you know, because in those spaces, a lot of times people are aware that there's so many more stories and ways of being and possibilities. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also wonder that if there might be also like less judgment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's not so caught up on like what is and what isn't. It's just that it's like happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that, um, I think block 1750 is like doing Mm -hmm. a lot of like interesting work with someone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're actively like, they're doing the work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's for sure a space. Sorry, that was my brain fog kicking in there. <laughs> I was like, I know I've been in spaces recently. Uh-huh. I love the block. Um, yeah. Or even it can be a person because um, I've had this happen for me, like being in a big jujitsu school. And then my friend really like took me under her wing. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Millie, who's a black belt, um, just made me feel like, like I belong here. And I had somebody say that to me once it meant so much to me more than anything else was like, you made me feel like I had, I have space here. I'm, I belong here too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I try to share my story because maybe, cause I do have an invisible illness illnesses mm. if you count my anxiety issues as well mm. um and other mental health stuff but like that's another hard thing is like you don't always know by looking at somebody you mm. don't know by looking at somebody what they're capable of and i'm talking in like going in the positive direction and the negative direction you don't you don't know mm-hmm. and if you're not sure you know you can ask too yeah i think it's i think it makes me think that like you know that it's always, it might be valuable to, to give people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. you know, like. That they know their own bodies and what's best for them. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And like in all the degrees of being like, give people the benefit of the doubt, like, you know, like that it's like, I, you know, again, like when you just said that, it made me think of, again, with like David Wilson, like there's a lot of like this, like mm-hmm. teacher up on a stage talking to everybody who's like down below, but like it is a collaboration because the teacher actually doesn't know the person. Mm-hmm. So like they might have some information about some things that they want to share, but the person is actually showing up to them with all the information about them, mm-hmm. right? About themselves. Right. So like that's a dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, giving people mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt and being like, oh, whatever action they're taking is coming from somewhere that they know something about that I don't, or from an experience that they've had that I don't know anything about. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, Oh, benefit of the doubt, like, okay, whatever it is, I should be empathetic because like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching and facilitating and all that. It's an interesting, (laughs) interesting world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, um, that's that balance because I, yeah, I think people get really excited about their knowledge. They want to show up and like throw it out there hard and fast, but like, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Or like, like the, the, the hills that everybody has climbed to arrive at this space right now. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love knowing stories, you know, like I don't watch tons of sports, like mm-hmm. maybe some fighting or like, gymnastics or something but I always liked you know real sports I think on HBO or I always like sports I love the stories behind that's the that's like and then the sport is kind of a vehicle for whatever but it yeah I always like I love I love the stories like I like to know where you came from like we just met this year and we get to know each other pretty well quickly but I still there's like all these stories Mm-hmm. Like you had a photo up of you like crowd surfing, you know, yeah. I was like, I was like, who's that person? That's part mm-hmm. of Kyle's story or like, you know, why do you move the way you move? What else, what other stories are in there? Mm-hmm. And then my story meets your story and then it's a new story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Um, did you watch the most recent real sports with the, yeah. uh, oh, you got to watch it. I forget the woman's name, but she's going to be competing in the Olympics in skateboarding. And her oh. story is like fantastic. I'm a, I'm a big fan of real sports. I think that like, it's always worth watching. Cool. There's also yeah. a good, I don't know if you've seen Rising Phoenix. No. Um, a lot of Paralympians, um, para-athletes. Like it's, yeah, it's also another good. good what, what is it? Say, what is it called again? It's called Rising Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Is it a show or is it a... It's like a documentary, like film. Okay. 
There's also a good song. Like they have a good theme song. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I I don't know. I, I end up referencing real sports often. I feel like they like tackle a lot of really interesting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, they even just like they did for a long time, they were like covering like youth sports specialization, which I was like, I thought they were like shining light on something that was pretty mm-hmm. important and wasn't getting a ton of attention. Right. Yeah. And that I always find it fascinating how you can learn about yourself through the sport, but then also the sport's not everything about you or your activities, not everything about you. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, when I get out there, mm-hmm. uh, in I'm a couple staying, days, a few days, yeah, and, and just, in <laughs> just like a few days. Although when I post this, it might be after I was there. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm excited that we're going to get to like sit in your two Adirondack chairs yes. and, and coffee and matcha it. Right. And listen to the birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- there's mosquitoes. Be ready for mosquitoes. Cause there's. <laughs> well, listen, after being in Florida, I'm totally prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what can, um, what are you teaching right now? What are, what can people reach out to you for? Because I, I've sent people your way for ukulele. It's... <laughs> yeah. And you know, uh, yeah, at the very least, like giving people like a nudge for some like grappling training. Mm-hmm. What 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 are what is like your range of availability of things? Um, so I'm I'm kind of in recreation mode, uh-huh. <laughs> re- re- recreation recreation, um, uh-huh. and I'm looking. I'm interested in like collaborating with people right now, and also going into spaces and teaching. Um, workshops or classes where that we're like looking at uh you know rhythm for martial artists or clowning for um yoga teachers or so you know whatever it is yeah uh, uh you know for teaching performance whatever just just if you're if you're like i wonder if my modality could drive with anything that wendy's doing like, please reach out because I, yeah. I want to talk about it. Um, and yeah, I'm working, I, I work one-on-one with some people and I can do that, but mostly I'm in, really interested in kind of getting back out and teaching again, like teaching or facilitating groups. Um, yeah, I, I'm teaching a voice lesson to somebody from a, you know, who does jujitsu. Um, so like, from a movement-y perspective or like from a whatever perspective your perspective is, we can explore. Um, yeah, and then uh, through Impact Personal Safety of Colorado, that's where I'm developing some work right now. So you can look them up or look up the chapter that's near you. Uh, they do some really amazing uh, trauma-informed work. That's uh, something we didn't talk about a ton, but like in that accessibility world and that like feeling safe and feeling like I can take risks, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, having some trauma-informed people around is often helpful. Um, yeah. All right. I, I want to help empower people, and and I'm especially interested in like, you know, if what am I trying to say? <laughs> I'm a little bit older, and I live with the chronic illness, disability. Um, and if I can help like 
other other people like me, you know, or other people in general um, through that experience, then that would be really great. <laughs> and, and how can people get in contact with you? Uh, so I have a website, <laughs> wendykinal.com. Uh, I think it's semi up to date, but you can kind of find me through there. I'm on uh, Instagram at wending my way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they can reach out to you and find me too. They're like, who is this yeah. person? Yeah, Tell exactly. Me more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll just be giving out your phone number. Yeah, just give your phone number to whoever. <laughs> I'm actually just going to post your phone number on Instagram when super, I super, super fantastic. <laughs>